Folks, this has been a highly entertaining week for people who enjoy seeing misfortune befall the U.S. Republican Party. People like us. Mm-hmm. And in our other episodes this week, we've covered the news as it's happened. Yet the news continues to happen. Yeah. It just keeps on coming. Uh, on the one hand, you've got the U.S. House of Representatives, which for weeks has been unable to do a goddamn thing thanks to a small group of far-right Republicans successfully getting their own Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, ousted from his job, which wouldn't be such a huge problem if not for the fact that they remain completely incapable of agreeing on who should actually replace him. And then, on the other hand, we have Donald Trump, the man who is personally responsible for the Republican Party being in the state that it's in, and all his various legal troubles spanning multiple jurisdictions up and down the East Coast. It's been a week of nonstop updates. Every time we put up a video, boom, the next morning, you head to Washington, D.C., and the news has changed. The news never stops. So let's start with Trump. Uh, to recap what we've already gone over for this week, on Monday, the federal judge overseeing his criminal case in D.C. over allegedly attempting to overturn the 2020 election imposed a partial gag order on Trump to stop him from making public statements disparaging individuals involved in the trial. Something that's simple enough for most defendants, but Trump is, of course, not most defendants. And Trump's lawyer knows that the likelihood of him violating the gag order is pretty much certain. So he, of course, immediately sought to appeal that gag order, which in normal circumstances would be no problem. But of course, in this circumstance, not so simple. Here's the legal news site above the law. John Loro is a member of the D.C. Bar and is admitted to practice in the United States District Court for the District of Columbia. Astute readers will note that neither of those convey admission to the Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, which is its own entity with its own bar. This is called foreshadowing. As Donald Trump's attorney in the D.C. case before Judge Chutkin, Lauro sought to appeal the partial gag order that barred the former president from attacking witnesses, prosecutors, and courtroom staff, but did not go so far as to forbid Trump from bashing the potential jury pool or Judge Chutkin herself. That's where things went sideways for Lauro. And cut to a letter from the Court of Appeals to John Lauro, letting him know that he's not barred for the D.C. Court of Appeals and therefore can't actually submit the appeal until he does something about it. Whoops. Seems like pretty basic lawyer stuff, so it'll be real interesting to see how this John Lauro guy fares in the trial. Yeah, the, the legal minds on Above the Law, they were like, why the fuck wouldn't you just, uh, just you know, just to do it on a, a day you might have some a few hours free, uh, just submit the application to practice law in the Court of Appeals, considering considering with this case especially, you're going to be uh, needing to use it. But yeah. uh, I guess he wasn't thinking that too far ahead. Uh, this is assuming he makes it that far, all the way to trial without getting fired. I, I, it feels like the name alone, Trump was like, I mean, his name's Lawyer. Sir, that's Laura. Nah, yeah, yeah, we got to get this guy. Just like Tim Apple, he's going to mm -hmm. do the best job. Yeah. He was born for it. Uh, meanwhile, though, up in New York, where Trump is also dealing with legal issues, specifically fraud charges alleging his company routinely inflated the value of his assets in order to secure loans, the trial is already underway, and it's in its third week. And in a preview of what is surely to come in Trump's D.C. case, here's the New York Times. The judge presiding over the civil fraud trial of Donald J. Trump fined the former president $5,000 <laughs> on Friday for a blatant violation of a gag order imposed this month. Oh, no. $5,000? I mean, the basis of this uh, trial is that he isn't as rich as he says it is. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> even, you know, 
whittling down his wealth to what they think it is. Yeah. It's like it's like an average person getting a parking ticket. The judge, Arthur F. Ngoran, stopped short of holding Mr. Trump in contempt, but warned that the former president still could face harsher punishments, even jail time, if he ran afoul of the order again. Hmm. In the trial's opening days, Justice Ngoran had barred Mr. Trump from attacking his court staff after the former president posted a picture on social media of Justice Ngoran's law clerk, Allison Greenfield, with Senator Chuck Schumer, the majority leader. Mr. Trump labeled Ms. Greenfield Schumer's girlfriend and said she was running this case against me. Oh, you mean Schumer's little girlfriend? Wild. Uh, it continues, Mr. Trump's post was removed from his social media platform, Truth Social, on October 3rd, the day Justice Engeron imposed the gag order, but a copy of the post remained visible on his campaign website. The post was finally removed from the website around 10 p.m. on Thursday after Justice Engeron learned of it and contacted Mr. Trump's legal team. A lawyer for Mr. Trump, Christopher M. Keis, said in court on Friday that the failure to remove the post sooner was inadvertent. He apologized on behalf of Mr. Trump. In a new order on Friday, Justice Engeron said that he had imposed only a nominal $5,000 fine because it was Mr. Trump's first violation and an unintentional error. But he warned that additional infractions would merit harsher punishments. Make no mistake, future violations, whether intentional or unintentional, will subject the violator to far more severe sanctions, Justice Engerong wrote. He said possible punishments included steeper fines, holding Mr. Trump in contempt of court, and possibly imprisoning him. Oh, baby. How much longer is this trial going to go? Because, uh... The longer it goes, the more he's at risk of... Yeah, the likelihood of Trump uh, just not being able to control himself, sitting on the toilet, going on Truth Social, Mm -hmm. and um, just, you know, posting a picture of the judge's kids and calling them ugly is... uh, it's non-zero. It's going to happen. And, and knowing him, he'll he'll forget which case and judge and district he's talking about and be like, well, I'm not gagged in this one. I'll say whatever I want. And <laughs> I he'll mean, slip up. So far, he's gagged in two of them. Yeah. Um, he also, he actually showed up. He didn't have to show up, but he showed up for one day of the New York trial for, I don't know why, because he... Because he's playing a victim. He's saying... Yeah, he, he showed up and he's like, I should be campaigning in Iowa right now. Uh, yeah, he claimed that he should be visiting Israel... Uh, he should be campaigning in oh Iowa. Oh, my God. And, if he was in Israel right now, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, he's using that because he has to at least go once during the week to be able to use that excuse. Yeah. But then Friday morning, he was playing golf at the Doral or whatever yeah. golf course. So, no, he's not too busy. And he doesn't have to be there. So, I, this is very exciting. There's non-zero chance. Even if, he, even if he somehow manages to dodge all the convictions, he could also uh, go to jail for uh, violating all these gag orders imposed on him, it, which are going to be very, very difficult for him not to do. What's going to be crazy is all of his weird freak followers claiming that uh, this is like a plan to like throw him in jail no, while he's committing the crime yeah. in broad daylight. No, that's how it works. Yeah. Uh, if you get held in contempt, you you go to jail. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what judges do to uh, defendants that are uncooperative. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's now go check in on how things are going down in Georgia, because that's another case that he's dealing mm-hmm. with. In our previous episode this week, we talked about how there was some surprising news that came out. Uh, Sidney Powell, one of Trump's many co-defendants in the Georgia racketeering case about efforts to overturn the 2020 election, and a real psycho <laughs> uh, in her own right, mm-hmm. had decided to plead guilty to reduce charges in exchange for her cooperation. Release the Kraken! Uh, the Kraken is now uh, helping... The Justice Department. The Kraken has been uh, 
humanely euthanized. The Kraken has turned state's witness. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was already pretty bad news for Trump. But just a day later, uh, we got another fun surprise. Mm-hmm. Here's the Washington Post. Kenneth Chesbro, a former lawyer for Donald Trump's campaign, pleaded guilty Friday to illegally conspiring to overturn Trump's 2020 election loss in Georgia, striking a deal in which he will avoid jail time and agreed to provide evidence that could implicate mm, other defendants, including Trump himself. Chesbro was the second former Trump lawyer to accept a plea deal in the sprawling conspiracy case in as many days. The guilty plea came in just hours after jury selection began, ahead of an expected trial next month. Chesbro pleaded guilty to a single felony count of conspiracy to file false documents and accepted a sentence of three to five years of probation, a $1,000 fine, $5,000 in restitution to the state of Georgia, an apology letter, 100 hours of community service, and a promise to testify truthfully against any other co-defendants in the case should they go to trial. And it continues, the plea is the latest legal victory for Fulton County District Attorney Fonny T. Willis, whose office is prosecuting the Georgia case. In addition to flipping one of the key members of the alleged conspiracy, prosecutors now avoid a trial in which they would have had to showcase much of their evidence against Trump and others, which might have offered lawyers for other defendants a legal advantage heading into their proceedings. The potential for incriminating testimony from three of Trump's co-defendants could have a far-reaching impact on the former president's legal fortunes, as well as some of the other high-profile defendants, notably Giuliani, who is alleged to have been involved in Powell's and Chesbro's efforts to help overturn Trump's loss. Alleged? He was at the lectern with her. Yeah, um, I mean, even if Trump manages to wiggle his way out of this one, I, I think Rudy is going to fucking prison. Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't think he's wiggling his way out of anything. No. Uh, I'll tell you who this is great news for. The people who were the expected jurors on this case. I don't know. This would have been an exciting case. It would have been cool to sit in on, but man, the hatred and uh, all of your public business being out there just because it's oh, wrapped yeah. up in this case. Um, they would have... I mean, I'm assuming that... Because like the, so the, New York, the New York case has no jury because Donald Trump's uh, crack legal team uh, forgot to like request a jury trial. Yeah. Um... It'll, yeah, it'll be really interesting if they, like, sequester the Georgia jury because, yeah. like, yeah, it's a kind of fucking dangerous yes. job to, to give some random people as their civic duty. It's, yeah. Maybe they can film a little reality show and call it Jury Duty. The, the next and, season's going to be and wild. put it on Peacock. Who's the, the guy who the, who's an actual star in that? Oh, um, James Marston. Yes, he yeah. needs to be involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get James Marston in the steering. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is all shaping up to be uh, pretty great. And we're very excited to see where all these cases lead. But let, now let's switch gears to what's going on with the Congress vacant Speaker of the House seat. Last we checked, Jim Jordan, the only person left who actually even wants the job, had failed twice to secure enough votes from his own party members. And Patrick McHenry, the unlucky son of a bitch who's currently temporary Speaker and clearly very unhappy about it, was threatening to quit in response to a plan that would have just made him the actual speaker instead of continuing with this shit show. Well, here's where things are now via the New York Times. Republicans cast aside their latest nominee for House Speaker on Friday, (laughs) rejecting Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio during a secret ballot vote, leaving them once again to search for a new leader amid raging personal and political recriminations. The rejection came hours after Mr. Jordan, his support ebbing, failed on a third floor vote to win the speakership. His defeat left the party with no consensus on a way forward and the chamber paralyzed in the face of growing pressure to get back to business as war raged overseas and a government shutdown grew nearer. 
after his colleagues then voted to withdraw Mr. Jordan's nomination, about a dozen House Republicans, few of them household names, quickly began making calls and exploring bids for speaker. Quote, We need to come together and figure out who our speaker is going to be, Mr. Jordan said, acknowledging his defeat. He said he would turn his focus back to the investigations he's leading into the Biden administration <laughs> as chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Mm, wow. Well, back yeah, to that bullshit. Work, yeah. Anyway, I'd like to start on that now. Can we get a speaker? Oh, I, I, oh, we, I can't do that. Can't do anything until we get a speaker. Well, my hands are tied. All right. It continues. Republicans plan to meet Monday to figure out their next steps and hear from new candidates. But the party ended the week with no signs of having healed any of the deep divisions that have left it essentially dysfunctional. Representative Matt Gates of Florida said Mr. Jordan was knifed by secret ballot anonymously in a closed door meeting in the bowels of the Capitol. He added, this was truly swamp tactics on display. A favorite of former President Donald J. Trump, Mr. Jordan's rise and fall capped an extraordinary 18 days of paralysis and chaos in the House after hard right rebels loyal to Mr. Jordan and led by Mr. Gates deposed former Speaker Kevin McCarthy and then a wider group blocked Representative Steve Scalise of Louisiana, the number two Republican. Unfortunately, Jim is no longer going to be the nominee, Mr. McCarthy said. We will have to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> I'm concerned about where we go from here, he added. But also, you fuckers did this. Don't look to me. I'm not the speaker anymore. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just some congressman from Central California, I think. My job here is done. So, yeah, after two weeks, more than two weeks, uh, not only are House Republicans no closer to having a speaker of the House, they're actually all the way back to step one. They have regressed. Like the Greek legend Sisyphus, who was damned by the gods to spend eternity trying to roll a giant boulder up a hill, only to have it always roll back down to the bottom once he reached the top. This search for a new House Speaker has no end in sight. And that is entirely thanks to the way that the Republican Party has changed over the past few years with the rise of Trump. Kevin McCarthy was ousted thanks to some of the most hardcore Trumpists in Congress, and Jim Jordan failed to take his place thanks to more moderate, old-school Republicans voting against their party moving even further to the right. Yeah. It's just general disarray. Incredible to watch it happen. Anyways, a number of GOP representatives have surprisingly thrown their hats into the ring now that Jordan is out, and they're all names that no one outside of their home states have even heard of. As of Friday afternoon, the people vying for the gavel were Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma, Austin Scott of Georgia, Tom Emmer of Minnesota, Jack Bergman of Michigan, Pete Sessions of Texas, and Byron Donalds of Florida, with Jody Arrington of Texas and Mike Johnson of Louisiana also reportedly considering running. Again, that image of the Japanese baseball game with names all over it. Todd Gonzalez, uh... <laughs> Pete Sessions? Sure, whatever. Surely House Republicans will be able to quickly decide on which of these eight people should be their new leader once they reconvene on Monday. It's going to be smooth yeah. sailing from here on In out. the meantime, let's add some more names. Yeah. Let's really, let's, let's get all the best people uh, up for this job so we can vote, uh, I don't know, 20 more times to figure out who it should be. At this Until point, whoever is the front runner gets tired of the process and drops out. At this might it, point, it might be free recognition for all of these lesser named Yeah, people. you get your name in the news. Yeah, and it's like, picture. oh, oh, I didn't, throughout the most chaotic House speaker search, I didn't yeah. get picked, oh, big deal. But got at least- I got my picture in the newspaper. Yeah. And not the local one, mm -hmm. the Washington Post. That's right. The Our capital city's paper of record. Yeah. Anyways, just, uh, switching gears now back to uh, a little bit more legal news. Uh, here's some more schadenfreude for you to enjoy. Uh, remember how prominent conspiracy theorist Alex Jones spent years defaming the families of children killed in a mass shooting and then got sued for it and lost 
and now owes an absolutely insane amount of money because of it? Well, since then, he has, of course, been doing anything he possibly can to avoid paying the literal billions of dollars that he owes to those families. But it ain't really working too well for him. Here's ABC News. A Texas judge has ruled that InfoWars host Alex Jones cannot use bankruptcy protection to avoid <laughs> paying more than $1.1 billion to families who sued over his conspiracy theories that the Sandy Hook school massacre was a hoax. The decision is another significant defeat for Jones in the wake of juries in Texas and Connecticut punishing him over spreading falsehoods about the nation's deadliest school shooting. U.S. District Judge Christopher Lopez of Houston issued the ruling on Thursday. Jones filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection last year, and more recent financial documents submitted by his attorneys put his personal net worth around $14 million. But Lopez ruled that those protections do not apply over findings of willful and malicious conduct. The families are pleased with the court's ruling that Jones's malicious conduct will find no safe harbor in the bankruptcy court, said Christopher Mattei, a Connecticut lawyer for the families. As a result, Jones will continue to be accountable for his actions into the future, regardless of his claimed bankruptcy. I love this song. Well, I hope you got a couple more conspiracies to cook up because you can't stop working. You're going to need gonna, a pretty big one. You got a bill to pay. And yeah, I mean, the odds of these families actually receiving any financial compensation anytime soon, anytime soon are not great. And the odds that Jones ends up paying the full $1.1 billion are, are zero. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. But you can take comfort in the fact that, from the looks of it, Alex Jones is going to be spending every day of the rest of his life just getting shaken down by the legal system for what money he does have. This is real punitive mm -hmm. damages. Uh, this is a curse that no amount of brain force pills and survival kits can fix. And it's very comforting to know that he will be getting harassed by the legal system for the rest of his life after instigating the constant harassment of people whose kids were murdered for nearly a decade. Yeah. Just haze. It, it bad enough that your kid, your small child, was gunned down. Uh, let's make your life even more of a hellish experience for yeah. a decade. He's Fuck you. Comparatively, getting off light. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Mm -hmm. So uh, before we move on to the headlines half of this show, and very, very weird headlines they are, it's time to let you know that this episode is sponsored by AG1. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I figured it would just be an easier way to get all my daily vitamins. And it certainly is but I was still surprised how much better I felt overall. With more energy and better digestion, AG1 is just about the easiest good daily habit I've ever picked up. And that's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. My gut is so optimized. Yeah. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Coffee used to be my number one priority first thing in the morning, but step aside, coffee. Friendship ended with coffee. No, not really. I still <laughs> drink coffee. But AG1 is now my number one. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com weird. That's drinkag1.com weird. Check it out. This episode is also sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. 
A crazy schedule can make it easy to fall back into your dinnertime recipe rut. Keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every week, so there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. With so many in-season ingredients, you'll taste all the freshness of fall in every bite of HelloFresh's chef-crafted recipe. Produce travels from the farm to your door for peak ripeness you can taste. HelloFresh does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-portioned and ready to cook, along with pictured step-by-step -step recipe cards. How easy is that? Very easy. Even though the fall can feel jam-packed, HelloFresh makes whipping up a home-cooked dinner actually doable with quick and easy options, including their 15-minute meals. That's less time than it takes to get delivery. And with everything pre-portioned and delivered right to your door every week, it really is a no-brainer. HelloFresh also owns Green Chef, who is also a sponsor of this show, and a, with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there is truly something for everyone. One of our favorite things about HelloFresh is that it lets us dip our toes into vegan and vegetarian cooking with meals that are so good that the question, where's the beef? Your parents will get it. That never crosses our mind. And on next week's menu, the veggie options that we've got our eyes on are the Hall of Fame vegan shawarma spiced chickpeas with pistachio rice, cucumber salad, and garlicky white sauce. And of course, the Hall of Fame barbecue pineapple flatbreads with caramelized and pickled onions. Mm. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50WeeklyWeird and use code 50WeeklyWeird for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, that is 50% off plus free shipping by going to HelloFresh.com slash 50WeeklyWeird and using code 50WeeklyWeird. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. All right, now for the headlines half of the show with the, the weirdest, funniest, best headlines mm -hmm. from around the world. Uh, starting with a real uh, a, a, a life hack for evil. Yeah. Um, a, a crime that some might consider cool, but I don't. Man arrested for faking heart attack 20 times at restaurants to avoid paying bill, reports he, say. He's the sickest man I've ever seen. Oh, let me get the check. Oh, oh, geez. Now he looks at no. the prices. Auga. Yeah. This, uh, Maybe if you lowered your prices, I would stop uh, going into shock and having heart attacks. This happened in Spain. The guy's not Spanish, he's from like Lithuania or something. Mm -hmm. And he, first of all, like all the meals that he dined and ditched on were like you'd think you'd think he's like going wild, like keep him coming. No, he owed like, I don't know, 30 bucks. And he would, uh, he would, and he, he would try to like just sneak out the door and they'd be like, sir, you haven't paid yet. Oh. And that's when he would fake the heart oh. attack. Oh. And a lot of times, like even after, you know, Ordering and talking with the waiters in Spanish, like when he would try to leave, he'd be like, "Oh, no, Espanol, uh, sorry." Yeah. Anyway, bye. But well, yeah, he, they. <laughs> one of the places he did this, they took his picture while he was on the ground, like faking a heart attack, and sent it around to all the restaurants in the area. So has this all, man had a heart attack in your business? <laughs> his picture, like, this man has a heart attack. No, he didn't. He has the perfect thing to do right now, which is tell everyone that a doctor actually diagnosed you with panic attacks because I've had a full-blown panic attack and it feels like you're having a heart attack and then he can like play it off as like oh yeah. well I just have a debilitating anxiety problem yeah uh, it's actually ableist for you to uh, yeah refuse service I, and yeah. not give me free food so there you go uh, I don't know if that'll fly over in Spain that's more of an American thing well the bill comes oh my god my anxiety my my financial anxiety. Yeah. And then so I just try. Look, I didn't get much. I'm just going to walk out. Uh, maybe bring some money back next time. Uh, but I, on the way out, someone confronts me. Another panic attack. It is wild that he did this 20 times before 
yeah. uh, finally getting arrested for it. That is yeah. uh, that is a level of confidence. Well, maybe if you stop putting so much salt in your food, yeah. I wouldn't have a heart attack every time I eat here. That's true. Restaurants do put too much salt in their food. Where was he eating? Ironically, the heart attack grill. No, he was eating in Spain. They don't have... Probably very healthy. I mean, jamón ibérico is delicious. But it's very salty. Uh, there you very, go. Very, very salty. I think we've cracked the case. It was salt that was the real criminal. Yeah, it was that salty Spanish food. Mm-hmm. Half-eaten great white shark washes up on Australian beach after suspected killer whale attack. This Finally. is gnarly. This is a giant shark just, like, bitten in half just on the beach in Australia. Like, oh, hey. Look at that. Yeah. There it is. Well, finally, the killer whales are going after uh, a different species. I mean, they've always had uh, uh, they've always had beef with the, yes. the great whites. Uh, this article, like, it lists, like, some other times that shit like this has happened. And it's like, I mean, the great white is terrifying because they have, in the past, actually attacked people. Yeah. Orcas have never intentionally attacked a human being in the water. But if they wanted to, it would be a bloodbath. Like they, they have done it intentionally in captivity water, but oh, not, yeah, not yeah, in yeah. the not in the... yeah. But that was like personal. Yes, <laughs> I took that personally. Um, yes. But yeah, they do this thing where like they they're just like running circles around these great whites. They'll like they'll like grab it by the tail and like pull it up to the surface and make it like suffocate to death. Yeah, and they they never eat the whole shark. They don't like it. They'll just rip out the liver and then just let it float away and that's how it ends up on the beach it's like when you have a bully at school but you're also friends with someone bigger than that bully who's who in this situation i'm i'm me the dork who had a big friend <laughs> okay and would get bullied the and then shark be, is the bully and, and then would hide behind my friend dan yeah yeah orcas just endlessly fascinating uh creatures mm -hmm. and um yeah i think they did this as a message too they're like just in case you forgot uh yeah. we are capable of just you know, this kind of murder. This yeah. level of cold-blooded murder. We are fully capable of it. This was nothing for us. Either that or it's like a, a peace offering, like when cats bring you like a dead mouse mm -hmm. or something. They leave it there on the shore and they're like, hey, we're, are we good? I wonder if great white meat is... is it's probably terrible. Yeah, it's probably not good. Mm -hmm. I've had like shark meat, but I, I think You it's monster! Like, I mean, it was like, tiny sharks in like Mexico. You monster! Babies? Yeah. No, wow. not babies. They, 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 this is as big as they a get. A baby shark? Do 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 do? Yeah. I ate it. Do 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 do. Sorry, kid. Mm. Welcome to the real world. We eat sharks up here. Yeah. <laughs> Man who pretended to be mannequin in Warsaw shop window charged with theft. This Polish... How many Polish men does it take to rob a store? In this case, one. And he just stood in the window like... I think he tried on some of the products and he was like holding a bag and he just stood in the window like completely still and uh, they closed up the mall and he robbed the place. And there's, pic there's a picture of him. Well, he window. was successful. Well, he, they also caught him on video and very, caught him very easily after that. The fact that he even stayed as a mannequin for the place to close and no one checked or knew that there was a living human being in there is a success in my book. It's pretty good. Yeah. Because I would have thought that someone would have been like, excuse me, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like this was a bold strategy because like... It's like how kids think they can go invisible by not moving. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the human the human eye, the human brain is just very... It's very good at spotting like real human beings. Yeah. But I guess if you're a security guard at a mall for long enough, it's just like... A, 
you're not you're not really paying attention. Well, if they need to search, they go go find all those uh, human statues at all the tourist spots because uh, you you'd imagine that something oh, would yeah. be moving too the entire time. But yeah, it's it some, would be. It, this, is a, this is a developed skill. It would be hard to do. You got to check. Yeah, check all the the human statues in the town squares. And so check your your local yoga studio. Yes, they they do a lot of poses that they hold for a long time. Namaste, stay real still. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Namaste, steal your uh, merchandise. Yeah. That probably goes against something in yoga, but whatever. No. No. Uh, yoga is all about the self. And myself needs some clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> New Guinness World Record spiciest pepper, Pepper X, is three times as spicy as Carolina Reaper. Stop! Did, just, just stop. Did Elon Musk name this? No. It's 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 this guy, Curry. Can't remember his first name. He invented the Carolina Reaper. An- another name that uh, fits perfectly with what he ended up doing. Yeah, you would think he'd be more into like Indian cuisine. Mm-hmm. Not spicy enough. Uh, yeah, no, he invented the Carolina Reaper like I don't know, fifteen years ago. And uh, yeah, he, he invented this Pepper X, three times spicier than Carolina Reaper. He, the guy who invented it and spent years like breeding it. He said, "Yeah, I tried it. It was it fucking sucks. I hate it. Like I felt like yeah. shit for a whole day." I'm sure. What am I? What? It's so weird. Like you forget that the rise of these incredibly super spicy peppers. This is a recent thing. Yeah, it's this like, is it's, not a natural. It's uh, like with weed. Like these are these are psychos just like getting real into botany and just getting into like an arms race with themselves. Mm-hmm. And in this case, at least like with weed, it's like. I get, the appeal is there, although at a certain point it's just like just do fucking heroin. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, with like the spicy stuff, it was like, who is this for? Why you're just doing this to say that you did it? Everything was pre-planned by the Lord above. They, he knew first we feast was going to come out, and yeah. these celebrities are getting uh, too strong. And this Pepper X is hideous. Carolina Reaper was already kind of an ugly pepper. Pepper X. You, well, they have even... to look horrific so that you don't touch yeah. them. That's like a natural defense. But it's not even something you could grow just to like look at. It's it's butt ugly. It looks like a fucking micro penis. Yeah, well, if you I don't know what to tell you. This guy, he has clearly embraced his role as a, a mad scientist. Yeah. Who is successfully creating the hottest foods on earth. He's just doing it because he can. Yeah. Imagine this guy like they going, said that the, goes back in time and gives this to like a prince. Oh my god! Yeah, they said that Pepper X has more Scoville units than um, like police mace and bear spray. Oh, I, I believe that. I feel like the Carolina Reaper is worse than that. No, I don't think the Carolina Reaper reached hmm. that. But uh, yeah, so you eating... think this guy's ever touched one and then uh, went to the bathroom and got it all over his dick? <sighs> I was like, one of my friends had one of the. I think it was like. A bomb. And I was I like we have it over there. I was looking at it, unscrewed it to smell it, screwed it back on. Didn't get any of it on my hands, at least not to my knowledge. Yeah. But apparently there was some residue. Uh, and like half an hour later, I touched my eye and I was in just excruciating pain for about a half an hour. It, mm-hmm. it was terrible. Yeah. What is the point? Uh, These are when I get to You're watch, making biological weapons. I get to watch the videos online of people suffering through it. But like, even hot hot ones is fake now. They're not actually. Like, no, no, no. I mean, like, there's probably like some TikToks. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But hot ones is definitely fake. If you go back and watch like season one of Hot Ones, like nobody these, survives. These people are experiencing pain, and like now, they hardly even react. I don't believe that they're actually ingesting the hot sauce. I'm sorry. I don't know. I think they're training for their big premieres, so they're probably eating all this stuff weeks in advance. 
Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, welcome to Pepper X. Yeah. And in other Guinness records, British Cat's 54.59 decibel per breaks world record. That's, that's a pretty This is like record. having a fucking dinosaur in your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I wanted a cat, not Chewbacca. And this yeah. cat, this cat also, it, you know, most cats, uh, the purr is an occasional thing. This cat just purrs constantly. Well, it's because it's British and it gets drunk too much. Yeah. It's like uh, the snoring after drinking too much booze. Yeah, stop giving this, this cat, this cat uh, those those real ales. Stop it. They're not even good. Yeah, uh, You're pretending to like it. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne admits he used to pee his pants on stage. I was wet anyway. I was wet anyway. Sharon, I've done it again. I've pissed me pants. And yeah, I mean, back in the day, he, he would he'd throw water all over the crowd. He'd be covered. He'd be drenched. And it's like, yeah, piss yourself. It's like pissing in the ocean. Yeah. We all do it. It's a yeah. whole ocean. Yeah. It's like, well, a wetsuit, you, you do it to keep warm, and yeah, maybe Ozzy was a little cold. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Up there on that stage, covered in all that water, piss yourself. Yeah, if you see someone working hard, pissing themselves, I would just say, you know what? That's none of my business. Yeah. And it's smart, too. Just make sure you're wet on stage all the time, because the piss yeah. incidents, they do happen. There was that Fergie pissing herself at, right. Sa at San Diego Street scene uh -huh. 2006, I think. Why do you know that? <laughs> I don't know why I know that, but it's it's always one of the funnier, like, just images is uh, just her covered in... Uh, just, uh, anytime a, a, That's why he had adults of water. pissing themselves, is like, it's, it's very unfortunate, but it's, it's just... It's naturally funny, because that's something a child does, yeah. and you just did it as an adult. Well, uh... That's probably why he had the buckets of water, and he's just playing that off because that was him flushing. Yeah. Like, oh, I need another bucket of water. I'm too hot. No, you just pissed yourself, and you need to like have all the piss go down. Mm -hmm. um, well, you know, whatever. Uh, the 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 point is, the crowds had a great time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They loved. That's it. a true performer. They loved it, and they loved the piss. That's right. St. Louis cancels youth football team season after parent allegedly shot the coach. These sports parents. They're lunatics. They're, yeah, unhinged. It was literally just because uh, the kid was not on, he wasn't a starter. He was on the bench. Shot the coach, like, four times. He, like, he barely survived. But the coach is also pissed. He's like, hey, wait, no, this is, uh, I just survived a near-death experience. This is going to be so inspirational to my, the kids that I coach, and now you're canceling our season? Like, no. We were already, we had a great record. This is a conspiracy to Disney take Disney was about to down. buy the rights to this story. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, this is it's unfair. They're punishing this coach after he was already shot. They're punishing all the kids on his team that don't have parents who are uh, attempted murderers. Mm -hmm. Let the kids play. Let them play. And so, so that Disney can make a, a movie about it. Mm hmm I got uh, friends that coach their kids' teams, and they uh, I've heard some stories. Yeah, no, it's its crazy. I, I uh, God bless any parent who takes that plunge, because people are just fucking crazy, and it's always been that way. I remember when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, my parents were never... My dad pulled me out shit. of Little League because of all the politics. Luckily, I started BMX instead, and that was awesome. Yeah. But And it was always... It's just like... the The thing that sucks is, like, a lot of the times, it's like the kid... Kids like perfectly. Kids fine. Yeah, they just they just have a parent who's a complete nut job yeah. who embarrasses them, yelling at them, trying to like coach from the sidelines. It's and like it's, it's always, a lot of stress. Too. It's always like one or two parents just shouting the entire time. Yeah, like 
you know how ridiculous you look And your child doesn't know anything about the world, so all they know is that they're, like, upsetting you or something. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, your kid's not fucking Pele. Like, this is is literally just an excuse for them to get, like, some much-needed exercise. Yeah, so meet other friends. Like, team-building exercise. Like, this is not... This isn't... Kids' sports aren't real sports. No. They look like it, but they're that's not what they are. If your child is three and can pick up a baseball, he has to go to Vanderbilt. And you have to do everything in your power to get them there. Ugh. Even if it means taking it out on other parents. Hopefully with fisticuffs. No. Yeah. Not in this country, though. But speaking of piss, Amazon let its driver's urine be sold as an energy drink. Oh, cool. Not really. Well, did it work? Uh, this was like this was like a Channel Four investigation. Uh, it was it was the the guy who created the fake restaurant in his backyard yeah. that got to number one on um, Yelp or whatever. Uh, uh, TripAdvisor. Okay. He infiltrated Amazon's warehouse, one of them in England, for a couple weeks before they like figured out who he was, and then uh, he started like interviewing the drivers, and he just found out about like the piss problem, and uh, he started like. Scanning the the roadways around the Amazon warehouse and just finding uh, just piss bottles everywhere, and then just as a as a gag, uh, created an Amazon seller's profile and sold an energy energy drink called a fake energy drink called Release. Yeah, uh, that like literally is says it's filled with piss just to see if Amazon like vets their products at all, mm-hmm. and like they don't. They didn't actually sell it. It wasn't a real product. Yeah, but. Well, uh, Pretty gross. Uh, I'm sure that they'll learn ver- a whole lot from this. They'll, they'll learn nothing. They'll learn nothing. No. A student was excited to move to Florida for college. Then she realized she'd applied to Miami University in Ohio. No, that's the opposite of fun. Ohio. It is one of the most unfortunate things is, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a Miami in Ohio and a Miami in Florida, mm-hmm. both of which taken from Native American words from two different tribes in two completely different places. The world's beautiful, isn't it? Because, uh, yeah, Miami, I think Miami University in Ohio is, like, older than University of Miami in Miami. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this girl's in Vietnam. She's from Vietnam. Yeah. And so she's like, I don't know if, if, if she's even been to America before. But uh, Unfortunate. Whoops. Br- you brought too many bathing suits to Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, just this week someone posted about the fact that there's a help desk in the Austria airport for people who accidentally book oh, their flights no. there instead of Australia. How common is that? Uh, apparently common enough to where they have uh, a rerouting person. What? Yeah. I mean, you have to be so fucking dumb to do that. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, for a person that's moving to a different country to go to a college, you would think that you'd at least look at the mailing address. I mean, Australia and Austria are two different words. Sure. And all the applications are done online. Well, now. Miami yeah. University, University of Miami, those two different uh, phrases or schools. The Miami is spelled exactly the same in both of them. Well, you could see how she'd be confused. And really nobody outside of the Ohio Valley knows about the Ohio Miami. So You've got I, a lot of I, applications I recently. Oh, I think wow. it's understandable. Mm-hmm. And final headline. FaZe Clan acquired for $17 million one year after its $725 million SPAC. Unbelievable. Uh, Seems like it might have been a little bit overvalued. Yeah, it's crazy. This glorified hype house isn't worth a billion dollars. So are they going to take it private again? No, it's like the, the some 
one of the guys who owns the Dallas Cowboys has a bunch of shit that he has his hands in all a bunch of pots, and one of them is a gaming thing. Are they going to keep it on the stock market, though? Because that graph is, like, one of the funniest fucking things. I, I, look oh, at I it, hope so only for the graph. I look at it from time to time. Yeah. It is so funny. The, the unfortunate thing here is everyone that lost money on this is uh, probably a bunch of, like, kid investors. And everyone who made money immediately sold their stock when the yeah SPAC no, went someone made out well here. But yeah, I think at its peak, it was valued. It had a market cap of like over a billion dollars. For what? Bought for seventeen. It, yeah, that's I, what like it's worth maybe seventeen million dollars. Yeah, no, like, that not, seems about right. Like a that, bunch of like content creators and an esports organization isn't worth a billion dollars. Yeah, the value is in brand recognition, merchandise. Like, there's not a lot there. No. It's not worth nothing, but it's not worth a billion dollars. What are you, fucking insane? <sighs> when will they learn? Never. They'll never They'll learn. They'll never learn. No. Anyway, that's our show. Uh, we, big, I think there's a couple hours left yeah, on I was gonna the, say, the fundraiser. Big and, shout out uh, to everyone who uh, uh, donated. Just absolutely incredible yeah, uh, can't thank you all. Good enough. show, good yes. show. You, you've all once again. You get the gold uh, star this week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it has on the on that news front. We didn't, we didn't get into it, but it has been a very uh, fucked up but interesting week in seeing public opinion shift so much. Like even on like NPR, they're openly being like, "Okay, what is the point here? Are we just are we just doing a genocide? Like what's happening?" So yeah. Um, Joe Biden, of course, still firmly uh, on his side, but it, public opinion is uh, shifting pretty quickly, and it's kind of remarkable. Shifting in ways that, if you showed me it even ten years ago, I would have said no fucking way. Yeah. So, it's, um, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, the war tough is topics. still going, and we need to get that money over there. So, uh, fundraiser ends Sunday, and um, thank you to everyone who donated. Yep. Uh, we'll be back next week, but in the meantime, make sure you like the video. Do it. Do it. Come on. There you go. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed already. And please check out our most recent episodes over here. I swear there's still some meat left on those bones. Yeah. You'll find something to love in there. If you watch this entire episode and want more backstory on the stories we covered, it's, it's We got over two there. more right for you. <laughs> yep. Yep, we uh, talked about it. Do us a favor and watch them anyway. Thank you. Thank you for liking the video, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.